I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we are talking about a thing that I get a lot of questions about because I have started going to schools and talking to students and getting paid to do so. Ooh, so I didn't know the paid part. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> So Shelly's going to sort of ask me questions about this as though she is one of you, and I'm going to answer them as though I am me, and we'll see what we can learn from this exercise. So today we're interviewing Emma about her talking at school. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> no, Okay, hopefully you know everything about Emma now, but we're, we're going to talk about you going to schools. So how do you get started? What do you do? Do you research the school? Do they reach out to you? What's that first step? So I got started sort of accidentally in that I, when I published my first book, I was super excited, right? And I wanted to tell everyone in the universe about it. And so I got this list of bookstores in Maine that I was going to like indie bookstores in Maine. And I sent out an email that was like, hooray, I published my book. You should totally stock it because I'm a Maine author. Look at me. Right. And one of those bookstores wrote back to me. And the bookstore that wrote back to me was in Fort Kent, Maine. That's You can literally, yes, you can literally throw a rock and hit Canada. Although I don't know what the border patrol will do if you do that. But Fort Kent is America's first mile or last mile, depending on who you ask. And the bookstore owner was like, hey, would you be willing to come all the way to Fort Kent? It's a four-hour drive. And I was like, sure, why not? But since it was a four-hour drive, we thought, well, let's see if we can like do some other things while we're there. So I wrote to the local school and I said, would you like an author to come talk to your students? And they were super thrilled because, again, Fort Kent, almost Canada, (laughs) not a lot of authors are saying, let me just hike up there and give presentations to your students. So I went and I did that and it was amazing and I loved it. And I started when I was traveling for other things, sort of reaching out to local places and asking, do you want an author? But in order to grow this, because like I want to go more places, but you know it costs money to travel. Right. I needed to start charging, so I've just recently started to charge for these services and built out workshops and all kinds of things that I can do with the kids, so that it's really valuable for them. It's more than just me going in and saying, "Hi, my name's Emma, and I'm an author. Ask me anything." Uh, although some of the classes I go to, I could legitimately just say that, and the kids would just ask questions for the rest of the time. But okay, hold on. Let's backtrack a little bit. What age group are you talking to? So my target age group is high school and college because my books are a- are YA and they're aimed at that like 14 to 18 age range. I go up to college because, you know, college kids read YA books too, uh, but also because they tend to be very focused on actually writing and publishing if you're going into the creative writing classes and that sort of thing. I did, though, just recently go to a middle school as a kind of filler, because they had an author lined up who backed out kind of at the last minute, and they panicked. And then one of the teachers was like, wait, I know an author. And she emailed me and said, would you come? So uh, we had to limit what book the the kids could buy if they did want to get books. And a few of them did buy the book, but we were like, well, you you can't buy this one because it's too grown up. (laughs) But other than that, it was... 
that would just make me want the book so much more. <laughs> well, what I told them was, I cannot sell this book to you in school, but if you go home and ask your parents and they want to order it, you let me know and I will come sign it for you. I will come to your school especially for you and I will sign it. We haven't heard from her yet, so maybe the parents <laughs> said no. <laughs> sure. Okay. So you go and you talk and you mentioned that you could just go and say, hi, I'm Emma. I write books. Do you go with a prepared, I wouldn't say PowerPoint, but like, a, what do you come prepared with? Like, what do you provide when you get there? So I come with a memorized speech. Mm -hmm. uh, usually the speech is about 20 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend anyone else who wants to do this to make sure that it's not just, hi, I'm an author and so can you, but that there's an, there's additional angles there. So for me, the story of how I became an author has to do with uh, my cousin's death by suicide and gr the grief in dealing with that and writing as a way to deal with that. So all of that is part of my talk. So my talk is about mental health and suicide awareness and those topics, which are topics that even as young as middle school, they're really wanting to talk about in schools because right. it's something that is an emergent issue for these kids. So I have the talk, which I've done in large group settings, like the entire school as an assembly or in a single classroom with, you know, 22 kids or whatever. And then I also have workshops and the workshops are, I mean, what you think of when you think of a workshop, like there's I have worksheets for them to fill out as we talk about character building or whatever else we're talking about. And then I actually, for the middle school, made um, like poster board, like science, you know, science project poster boards. Science fair poster boards. Yeah. This is a volcano. <laughs> so like they could wor work through it with me because I knew I was going to be in the gym mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to be able to have like a screen or a display that was going to be big enough for them all to see. So I did it on poster board, but in individual classrooms, it's better to do it on the computer because most teachers now have a way to present very easily present like a PowerPoint or something. So you can walk them through that. And, you know, as long as it's interesting, the kids are excited to do it because it's not regular class. Right. Now, do you find that your particular, uh, viewpoints and, and why you became a writer, the whole mental health aspect. Do you think that entices the schools more to bring you in versus someone that's just talking about high pirates in space? Or do you think that they're open to a variety of people coming in to talk? I think they're open to a variety of people because all like the first learning goal that any author can meet is to show these kids how the things you're learning, like writing and, and storytelling and all of those things are applicable to something in the real world, right? So that I think is a is a great baseline and you could absolutely be an author who that's what you pitch yourself on. I think that having some other hook or angle adds a layer to that that makes you more valuable to them mm -hmm. because my talk is a starting point for them to talk about things that might be challenging or for every time I do this, absolutely every time, there is at least one student who comes to me quietly after the talk and tells me the story of someone they lost every time. It's really hard, like at the middle school when, you know, you know, this kid is in like eighth grade and they're telling you this story about more than one person that they've lost in the last six months. And I wanted this to not be a thing that they needed. Right. right. Like, I don't I don't want these kids to need this, but they did. And, you know, while I'm talking, 
in this talking about mental health things, there was in one of my talks, there was, um, I talk about the loss and then I say, you know, I was feeling this, the biggest sadness I've ever felt. I hope you've never felt that. But if you have, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm talking about. And a kid nodded like full head nod, like he got it. And, you know, after that talk, I did say, I pulled aside one of the teachers and I said, just so you know, there was a kid who nodded vigorously when I said that. So like, you know, you don't, you don't have to do anything, but just be aware that there's a student in your school who has those feelings, right? So I think teachers, teachers want to be able to talk about these things because they are real and they are immediate to their students. Uh, but it's, in many cases, it's like something that you might talk about in health class or something that becomes very compartmentalized. And you talk about the problem, but not about what comes next. So my talk is about how I turned that grief into something and, you know, built a life out of it. And that's an angle that they don't always get. So I do think that that adds value in terms of the schools seeing this as a more attractive talk than say, I'm just going to come talk about writing fantasy. All right. So not everyone's going to be a writer. Not everyone's going to want to be a writer. Do you try and focus some of this to people who may just may get a use out of journaling or just writing down feelings. Do you do you kind of focus a little bit on that too? Like, hey, you don't have to write the next great masterpiece. You might just want to write to, I don't know, to express yourself. So one of my talks with the younger kids, I structured the talk to basically map it to storytelling. Okay. So I talked about the inciting incident and I talked about this is the moment in our story when the character gets everything they wanted and it turns out it's not as good as they thought. This is the first conflict in our story, right? So I was kind of talking to them about story structure as I told this story of my life. I think the life story part is interesting to anyone. I usually, the kids are very quiet, like there's silence in the room for most of the time that the story is being told, except for the... <gasps> Or like the there's giggles sometimes, but for the the workshop pieces, I do try to remind the kids that storytelling is for everyone. So, do you like movies? Do you like music? Do you like video games? All of those things are based on story. Right. That's why I wondered. It's like you know, even making a board game, it's still a story. So anything that you have an interest in, the concept of building a story is still there. So yeah, that's great. So. Back to kind of the business of it. I mean, schools right now can't afford supplies. They're they're chopping departments. How can they afford to hire someone to come in to talk to them? Or have you reached have I know you just recently started charging, but do you think that's gonna cause an issue? So not all schools can, but many schools have grant money. Okay that is dedicated to bringing, bringing speakers in for their students that they cannot use for other things. Didn't know that. So grant money, you know, and I, I bet with the job that you do that you maybe see some grant money going through the process. It's very specific what it can be used for. Okay. So you might get a grant that says you can only use this to, you know, maintain your football field, Right. There are grants out there that say you can only use this to bring in speakers or you can only use this for mental health training or you can only use this for the arts, right? So I most of the time, I think that that's where the money comes from. It's not necessarily coming from like the general budget. I don't think it's taking away from the basic needs of the students because it's like a completely different pot that that's in. And there are opportunities outside of schools 
So if you are an author, you can go into other places. Corporate spaces sometimes need stories. I know there was somebody in our writers group in Virginia who used storytelling in a corporate setting to talk about things like problem solving and and Mm -hmm. making mistakes and what that can do. So there are other opportunities. It doesn't have to be schools. But for me, like I love talking to the kids. And I, I just love it. And I love how creative they are and how into it they get. And even the kids who like don't want to be there kind of secretly want to be there. It's great. Yeah, I've talked to you after you've done some and you're so energized. You're like, you're all fluffy and happy after doing it. Because <laughs> the kids are amazing. And every time I go, I'm like, okay, yeah, there is hope for the future. We're, we're fine. We're going to be fine. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. So to kind of end that, do you ever follow up with them? Like, hey, what did you write six months ago? Does anyone ever reach out to you? Are you hoping that happens? Do you kind of leave a channel open? Like, So I always encourage the kids to follow me on social media. And I tell them that if you follow me and if you interact with me, I will absolutely interact back. I do with the older groups, invite them to email me. I'm more careful about that with the younger kids because I don't want to, you know, Right. Be in a situation where I'm interacting with kids without oversight from an approved adult. But for, you know, on social media, it's a public forum. If they're there, great. I have had kids reach out to me later and say, hey, your talk was awesome. Thanks for coming. Or I wrote this thing. Can you look at it? Um, One of the members of my current writing group uh, is a high school student who turned 18 and is now eligible to come to our writing group and so does. But I met him in his classroom as the visiting author. So I do, I would, I love to connect with them and I love to stay connected and see what they're doing. And they're, they really are amazing. Like these kids are, are creative and wonderful and just ready to do stuff. And sometimes it's not writing a book, you know, sometimes it's other creative things that they're doing or the creative process is, is sort of the same across all media. So whatever you're doing, you meet the same hurdles and struggles of like, getting permission to do it or feeling like you have social permission to do the thing, right? And some sooner or later, somebody's going to tell you you can't or there's going to be some obstacle, financial or time or health or whatever that gets in your way. And all of that is the same across everything that you can do in the world. So there are kids who, you know, we're connected on social media and I see what they're up to. They're not writing, but they're doing other cool things. Yes. One of the important things to take away from this audience is never be the person that tells someone they can't. Please. They always time. can. They can They can every draw time. that picture. They can write the story, sing the song. I don't care. Encourage them. <laughs> you, you never know what kind of change that's going to make someone, you know, 10 years from now. You're going to be that person they remember above all else. Every single time. In addition to the kid who comes and tells me about someone they lost – There's a hand that goes up that says, what do I do if someone isn't supportive of my work? And I know that it's a parent or a teacher because if it was anyone else, it wouldn't matter, right? But these kids, every single time there's a kid who raises their hand and asks that question, every single time I'm angry because I'm like, I don't know what adult said that to you, (laughs) but how dare they? That's right. You can do the thing. You can do whatever you want to creatively. You are amazing. And you know what? Your writing might not be great right now. That's okay. You're in middle school. It doesn't have to be great right now. What matters is you keep doing it. And you can make a living writing because, hello, 
That's what I do. And I'm here talking to you because I make a living doing this. Yeah. And all the best writers have been turned down by somebody somewhere. So absolutely. They've all been told no. Yeah. Please always do the thing. Ignore the people telling you no. Well, great. Well, I think that's all the time we have with you today, Emma. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Indie Book Talk. (laughs) Telling us about your great talks with students. If anyone out there does want an author to come to their school to talk about writing, please visit EmmaGAuthor.com. There's a whole page on talking at schools, and I would be more than thrilled to add you to my 2022-2023 school visit calendar. Cool beans. Bye! (laughs) Bye! If you're new here and you want to help us out, don't forget to like, review, and subscribe.